honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Double Twist. I think I said Audible, but uh, great to have you once again today on board. Great to be back talking Timberwolves basketball. Another cloudy day. It's just, come on. Another cloudy day outside and a cloudy day inside, so to speak, when you talk about the Timberwolves. Not the best week I've ever seen. I guess it's kind of been atypical of what type of season it's been. Not trying to be a jerk, just being honest. One of four. Timberwolves go one and three. And during stretches, the defense still sucks. And sometimes it really, really sucks. And just being honest, just being blatant honest, uh, I'm still here, still a fan, still a podcast host for 12 and a half years. I believe it's been, feels like longer uh, but in a good way. In a good way because I've enjoyed doing the show. It's just that, holy cow, the history has been changing too often. Too many rebuilds. It's like uh, we're re 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 rebuilding. Kind of like back when, you know, when David Kahn had that out there. Yeah, it's, we're still rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, we're still kind of rebuilding. But then again, are we? We have a ton of talented players. It's just, can we get it all together? Uh, the jinx of like, oh, everybody's going to be together now. Are you? How excited are you? And Carl said, hey, wait a minute. I don't want to jinx it. And then, oh, guess what happened, you know? I mean, <laughs> now you get Malik Beasley out for weeks, for uh, for multiple weeks now with a hamstring issue, uh, which could carry all the way to the end of the season. So that's just great. It's 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 depressing. Uh, the defense would still stink anyway. That's the sad part, but at least the offense would be interesting. I guess that's who we're turning into for the time being. We're going to look at some stats today. A little bit of stats are interesting. The plus minus, the real plus minus, the defensive real plus minus. That's what it's called. Uh, I've definitely heard of it. I just don't think about it all the time, and I apologize for that. Sometimes I'm not as analytical as other people, so to speak, or statistic, you know, nerdy stats as other people necessarily. But uh, it was brought to my attention from the uh, Lockdown Cumber Wolves podcast or Lockdown Wolves podcast uh, with Ben Beacon. Just figured I'd mention that because I'm going to be honest about my sources. I'm not going to just say, oh, I found everything myself. No, it was brought to my attention and figured I'd better bring it to yours as well going forward. Just some interesting stuff. Well, maybe I'll get to it right now. Might as well. So I don't forget. Guess who has the worst NBA real plus minus rating in the league as a small forward? Anthony Edwards. Oh my God! Yeah, 98. Anthony Edwards, 98th overall. That's, um, it's just too bad, you know. I mean, statistics aren't everything, but uh, there's another one that's kind of interesting. Jen McDaniels, 55th. You'd think he'd be a little higher. Josh Akogi, 81. But sometimes when you watch these games and you realize, okay, maybe these guys aren't as good defenders as people might think. And also, there's also a possibility that poor defense from other players make their teammates look worse. Also, Josh Akogi, 81st. What the hell? 81st? That's harsh. That's bad. But, I mean, it's a stat. <laughs> Minus .25. Anthony Edwards, minus 307. Worst in the league behind um, Marcus Morris of the Los Angeles Clippers, Daniel House, and 269. So, I mean, we're talking way like nowheresville. Uh, 55th of the J.D. McDaniels. 
He's a good defender, but he gets beat. I mean, he gets beat. It's just a fact. Jaden McDaniels is 55th as a power forward. They haven't rated as a power forward. Uh, and guys like D'Angelo Russell's like in the 60s as a point guard. I think it's worse than that. It is, uh, especially when you see the ending of the, the Pacers game. It's Come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, and Jeff Teague's 30th. Give me a break. So some of it's a little funky. That's why I don't always buy a 1,000% into some of these things. But, you know, <laughs> last place is last place though that's just the thing last place is last place you can't really make that up D'Angelo Russell 65th Ricky Rubio 60 and McLaughlin 61 that's funny they're right on top of each other yeah I mean I don't know just generally speaking the defense on this team has not been good Trey Young is actually the worst point guard which is funny Trey Young but he scores a bajillion points and creates for others as well so there's this there's that we got four games to review four games to preview but maybe I'll try to get more topical versus just reviewing games all the time Timberwolves do lose on April 2nd to the Memphis Grizzlies. Friday, April 2nd to the Memphis Grizzlies. 120-108. Again, just, I don't know. Generally speaking, there's one guy that stood out all week in pretty much every game, and that would be Carl Anthony Towns. But I also do believe Nas Reed had a very efficient week as well. Uh, but just generally speaking, teams, if, if we're not stucking in transition defense, we're stucking on the perimeter. And if we're not stucking on the perimeter, we're stucking in transition defense. It just keeps kind of coming back and forth back and forth. The, the defense just drives me nuts. Millie, Millie Beasley, 2 of 12 in the game. This is probably just about it right here for Malik. Uh, I, I believe it was a nagging issue for a while, but clearly something wasn't right here. 2 of 12. I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's just a gosh darn shame. And that's what happens. You're suspended. Maybe he was inactive a little bit. I don't know what the heck happened, but uh, hamstring. Just I don't know. Maybe he was too active. Maybe he was working out too much and he actually hurt himself during working out. We don't know. It's just a matter of fact. Uh, we just don't know. Uh, Nas Reed, 18 points off the bench. Very solid. Jared Culver played three minutes, but he, and he made a couple baskets, or made one basket and a couple free throws, so at least he was okay. Little did we know D'Angelo Russell's going to come back. Yeah. Uh, no Rubio in this game. Back spasms. That was the story there, unfortunately. So I believe a couple games here with no Rubio. The Wolves end up losing in a just not a very fun game to the Memphis Grizzlies. Then you get to play the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers the next day, Saturday the 3rd, 122-113. Very, very entertaining game, but unfortunately the Wolves really, you know, you never really got a vibe we were going to win this game, pretty much second quarter on. Wolves had a nice first quarter, but second quarter on, just Philadelphia just kind of took over, and the Wolves kind of made it a little bit cuter at the end, basically. Carl Anthony Towns was absolutely spectacular in the game, including in a postering, dunk on Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid did come back. He did come back, but unfortunately he still did well out there. 24 points, and he had a huge play later in the game where he was fouled, kind of been falling out of bounds and hit it. It's just like, oh, get out of town. That's the kind of play where I could imagine Carl Anthony Towns kicking the ball into the upper deck, which is about what I would want to do in that situation. Yes, I was guilty of kicking balls. Kicking balls, yeah, sorry. Uh, kicking the basketball very high when uh, really frustrating moments took place. And that would be one of them where I would kick a ball very, very high in the air and probably get ejected from the game or at least a technical foul. But that's, uh, unfortunately, that's Joey Wajan. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'm better for the podcasting world for that reason. Josh Okoge started, and who cares? It's like, yay, Josh Okoge started, and it's a typical just nothingness. You know, his defense isn't as good as people are saying, and obviously it's plus-minus rating. His defensive plus-minus 81st in the league, that kind of stinks. Um, 
and he, he can't score, he can't shoot. You set him up for a catch-and-shoot three, he can't make it. I don't know. I don't know. This was an entertaining game, though. I'm sorry for being so negative, but I, I'm frustrated. You know, do you, do you blame me? I'm frustrated. No Rubio in the game. Obviously, uh, Beasley was done maybe for the year. We'll see, because there's not that many games left. Uh, it's, it's April, for crying out loud, even though it's going to be a little late. It's going to go into May a little bit. Wolves are going to play basketball in May. Huh? What do you think of that? Oh, shoot. It, it's not playoffs, is it? <laughs> McLaughlin, very, very solid game, at least statistically very solid. Got some steals, nine assists. That was nice. Very solid game starting at the point guard. But just him at the point guard position, I don't know. He's not as good as he was last year. He's just not. And that's the same vibe I've been getting. I believe I tweeted last week up, and there's that fall away out of bounds. Carl Anthony Towns is looking like, get out of here with that crap. He couldn't believe it. 39-point game for Carl Anthony Towns. Again, the postering of Joel Embiid. That must have felt good. Unfortunately, the Wolves still end up losing the game. But, hey, at least we played well and blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a kind of a moral victory. Anthony Edwards, 27 points. But, I don't know, I mean, just uh, lack of efficiency everywhere. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was extremely efficient. His three-point percentage could have been better, 4 of 12. That got a little bit crazy. Would have helped if he made a few more of those, but I don't know. You can't expect 50% from downtown every night from your starting center, but whatever. Uh, this was a better-than-Garnett game, okay? Better than Garnett, but with Garnett uh, statistics mixed in. The 39 is usually not Garnett. The 14 and 5, Garnett, yes. But he also followed out to Carl Anthony Towns. That didn't help either. Very aggressive. I can't imagine. You know, he just, he's, there's just, you know, Joel Embiid's been a bully to him forever. And it's nice to see Carl at least kind of kick his butt a little bit out there. But unfortunately, the Wolves still end up losing. Still end up losing. Made a ton of free throws, 13 of 14. Uh, on 23 attempts, 39 points is extremely good. Anthony Edwards, 23 shots, 27 points. At least he made all his free throws because I've seen him miss one too many. And he was pretty good from downtown, too, 3 of 7. So, yeah, and here I go back to just reviewing games again. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to kind of bounce back and forth. But, I don't know. A game that you just kind of never really got a vibe we were going to win. Sacramento, I kind of felt we were going to win most of the way. And it felt damn good to get this one. 116-106 Sacramento. Uh, Minnesota over Sacramento, pardon me. Sacramento was doing okay early on. For the most part, but the Wolves kind of took over late in the game. Nice to see the collapse of Sacramento as things kept moving forward. The Wolves were just kind of hanging around, hanging around, and we pulled away. And yes, D'Angelo Russell did return, and he shot pretty well for the most part. At least down the stretch he did. <laughs> uh, nice to have him back, I suppose, obviously. And the Edwards did not shoot well, and that just doesn't help. So it's not like, give him the damn ball. Come on, D'Angelo, give him the damn ball. Well, he, he, didn't, even, he didn't even shoot particularly well, and he did get 15 shots up. Nobody really shot well in this game, really. Just some of the role players, you know, that, you know, coming off the bench or something. Nas Reed, Juancho Hernan Gomez, both 50%. Even Jordan McLaughlin, 4 of 6 in limited time. Ricky Rubio returned and wasn't very good. He just wasn't. Kind of the number one complaint I have right now is just... Number one complaint. How about three complaints in one? How about a three-for-one sale? And this isn't a win, but it's just it's just general. It's not this game necessarily. It's all the games. <sighs> Where do I go? Bad perimeter defense. Horrendous, horrendous transition defense. I mean, you just see guys chasing players down the court. That's not defense. It's like watching the Vikings secondary in 2011 or 2013. It's horrendous defense down the stretch on transition. Again, the 
Perimeter defense is bad, but the transition defense is unwatchable. And the sloppiness, the sloppiness and careless with uh, being careless with the ball. Anthony Edwards, seven turnovers in the game. Um, Jaden McDaniels uh, had a big turnover in the uh, Indiana game. It's just, I don't know, these guys are careless with the ball. It's youth. Obviously, Jaden McDaniels is still wearing his baby suit, so to speak, or still got his baby feet, whatever the damn term is. Uh, it, it, whatever the damn term is, it's what it is right now. But at the same time, we can't just cry youth forever. Eventually, can we have a little bit of composure out there and play a little better transition defense? That's my number one complaint. With that said, D'Angelo Russell, cold-blooded down the stretch, a couple of big threes that helped the Wolves win the game, including Carl Anthony Towns with ultimately uh, a dagger down the stretch. Only two of three from downtown, but hey, he made more than half of them. Again, the dagger that put the Wolves ahead by enough to wrap it up, I believe, was a seven-point lead at the time for the Timberwolves when Carl Anthony Towns hit the three with about a minute left or so. It wasn't the end of the game, but it put the Wolves in position to close it out, which is what you need, obviously, down the stretch. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt has completely fallen out of the rotation. He's gone, unfortunately. Maybe he'll come back again, hopefully. Ed Davis hasn't played in eons. So both both Jared Vanderbilt and Ed Davis are in the uh, uh, are in the cursed area where you're just stuck. You're not playing. It's kind of sad. I feel bad for them. They're in the 12th and 13th man. Uh, position, which they just never get to play. Jake Lehman only got three minutes in the game, was a plus six. <laughs> Nas Reed had a really, 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 really good week. I, let me tell you, he was the best in the plus minus, double digits off the bench, 50%, even made two threes. Really liked Nas Reed uh, this, this week. He was awesome. He only has one lone wolf all year, but and then that was an awesome week. Unfortunately, there was no Carl Anthony Towns, but I think we beat Sacramento during that week. I'm pretty sure we did if I remember correctly. But uh, the Wolves do end up winning the game. You feel good. Uh, we kind of took over down the stretch. Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell kind of took over down the stretch, and it felt good. It really did. Indiana, April the 7th, 141-137, a game where the Wolves were getting their ass handed to them by replacement players for the most part. And I don't mean it in a negative way, but so many players were injured. Um, Jeremy Lamb wasn't in the starting lineup. He was... He was uh, He'd kind of hit Ben starting, but you got Malcolm Brogdon, who kicked our ass earlier this year. Donna Sabonis, who was extremely good. Miles Turner, TJ Warren, all really good players, inactive with injury slash illness in the game. Not sure what's going on with Jalen Noel, but he's hurt also with the Wolves, inactive and all that. But uh, four very valuable players inactive for the Indiana, 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 the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> and they, they just stomped all over us. Karis Levert, very happy to see him out there playing well. Justin Holiday had a dagger three. <sighs> man, 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 man. Oh, Lord. TJ McConnell, 15 assists off the bench. 15 assists off the bench, and we'll get to the the three, too. Yeah, that was depressing. Carl Anthony Towns, just another awesome game. 32 points down the stretch. Uh, Nas Reed, 16 points off the bench. Gianzo Russell and Anthony Edwards, they're, they're kind of becoming interchangeable in terms of I don't know. Their shooting's kind of all over the place. Though Anthony Edwards did have a good game, generally speaking. Generally, I, I guess. It's mostly because of the fourth quarter, though, which the Wolves made a furious comeback, a furious rally, like the Minnesota Wild. You end up trailing by, you know, two or three goal, three or four goals in the Wild case, and then you make a furious rally, and you come up short. Oh, but it was a furious rally, but you came up just short. Man, kind of sounds like the Wild years ago in the, uh, when Zach Parisi and Suter were the main leaders on the team. Now, luckily, they're not as much, thank God. 
Um, <laughs> check out Brave the Wild if you want to hear some hockey conversation with a familiar host. <laughs> Brave the Wild. But, um, yeah, this was that kind of game where the Wolves were just getting their ass handed to them by mostly, you know, guys that were, I, I won't call them replacement players. That's kind of the wrong word. But, you know, they were, they're not the main players on the team. Justin Holiday's extremely good. I'll give him credit. But, you know, Doug McDermott's okay. Kyrus Levert's still recovering, 50%. Give him credit. TJ McConnell. Not, didn't even, yeah, he didn't start, but he torched us. He was 9 of 12 from the floor. 15 assists. And the transition defense in this game sucked so bad. I, I thought we were getting, yeah. I thought there was a black hole in the court. That's how bad our, tra- our transition defense was in terms of how much it sucked. It was getting su- sucked away. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Josh Okoge went from starting to out of the rotation because he, well, not that good. I'm not a big fan of Josh Okoge lately. Um, I apologize if that annoys people. Now Jake Lehman's starting. It's kind of like, <laughs> of course, he only played 16 and a half minutes, but it's just kind of a mess. It's a mishmash. Chris Finch is just trying to figure out what the hell to do, I think. I think he's frustrated. I'm sure he is. He's also giving other guys a chance, like, okay, you didn't play, now you're going to play, and we'll see what happens. He's evaluating. And I think the part, of, part of this is Gerson Rosas also uh, asking for this to be able to evaluate players in situations and this and that going into the offseason because there's going to be some changes. There there has to be. Obviously, you're not going to really want to rip up the core necessarily unless D'Angelo Russell's tradable, possibly. You might want to go that direction, especially if you end up with a top two pick in the draft because, well... The top two players are point guard position. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe we can get Mobley, a big guy, to help out, which will make things very interesting later on. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I think long-term with this team, you're going to want Anthony Edwards at shooting guard. I think he's more I think he's more valuable there. He can, he can hit. His field goal percentage is higher. Generally speaking, he's playing against smaller players. He's a big physical son of a gun. He can, you know, he's not going against bigger guys necessarily. I think the best lineup going forward, be it D'Angelo Russell or Epic Rookie, so to speak, like Jalen Suggs or something, or, or Cunningham, it's one of those two. <laughs> Jalen Russell, well, J- D'Angelo Russell are one of those two stars at point guard. Anthony Edwards at shooting guard. Jaden McDaniels at small forward. Uh, power forward de jure. Hopefully, yeah, maybe it ends up being Mobley. Maybe it ends up being that Mobley guy, and D'Angelo's here, so to speak. And Carl Anthony counts at center. That's a pretty good lineup. And then you still have uh, Nas Reed. You still have Malik Beasley coming off the bench. I think he could be a very awesome sixth man for this team. And he'd still get a ton of minutes. He's a volume He's a volume scorer, you know. He's a volume scorer. Volume scorers can come off the bench and be extremely valuable. The league is filled with them. And the sixth men of the year are volume scorers, guys like Lou Williams and such. And I do see um, Malik Beasley long-term in that position, not necessarily as a full-time starter. Uh, obviously, he And the good news is he can start because, obviously, guys get hurt. Guys get sick. Guys get hurt. This and that. There's always something. Load management. Oh, God. Forget, uh, God, don't even get me started on that one. But, yeah, like a load management. <laughs> Maybe Malik Beasley is somebody who doesn't think about load management. I don't see him as that kind of guy. Though a certain other guy on the roster who was that player, probably because his knee had issues, though, the whole time. It probably did. Uh, he still shot like crap, 5 of 15. And the final play of the game, my God, like, just, he completely ignored T.J. Uh, McConnell, excuse me, 
T.J. McConnell, who'd been killing us the whole game, just left him standing there, corner three, standing there in front of the Wolves bench, like, okay, oh, nobody's here. Ooh. <sighs> yeah, it was just like, good night, you know. The, <laughs> it was the death nail. Um, I wanted to, I, I kept watching the replay of that play over and over and over again to make absolutely sure who should have been on him. It was it was D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell was guarding nobody. He was kind of standing in the paint with his back to T.J. McConnell. It's D'Angelo Russell. He just kind of lost him. T.J. McConnell just kind of stepped back a couple steps and kept going, and then, up. Oh, I'm wide open. Adios, amigo. Nice comeback, guys, but you're, you're going to go home without the win tonight. Sorry. It is what it is, guys. It is what it is. We're a playoff team, and you're not. Nah, 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 boo, boo. Even though their record isn't that good because they're always hurt. The Indiana injuries are always hurt. So they're not pacing a whole lot with their injuries, but they're always beating us for some reason. Epic fourth quarter. Thank you for the entertainment. 17 points for uh, Anthony Edwards attacking the rim and hitting a couple threes. I really enjoyed that. I did. And it upped his field goal percentage. Thank you very much. Appreciated it. It made the game more fun. Went from an awful game to an entertaining one, but we still lost. And we still gave him 141 points. It sucks when you go, you score 137 points in regulation, you still lose. Regulation, because your defense just was non-existent most of the game. It was uh, horrible. It was horrible. Uh, the second quarter was awful. The third quarter was adequate. You know, you're still kind of pacing yourself behind the Pacers, unfortunately. You gained six points out of it. Great fourth quarter, but didn't finish. Bottom line. Blobity, blobity, blah. So, the Lone Wolf Award for this episode is Carl Anthony Towns with the bullet. Not even close. Not even a competition in that conversation. The Johnny Flynn Memorial. I've got to go to Josh Kogi. I mean, it's just... He can't score for his life. And in transition, he's just out there chasing guys. And again, I do think it's a team thing. It's a team thing and a culture thing defensively right now, where it's not just, oh, Josh Okogie's defense sucks too now. I think other guys are making, I think some guys are making other guys worse. That's what it is. And the youth and everything. There is a part of that. Like, last year, the rookie cornerbacks made Harrison Smith look worse because he was like, okay, we're, now I have to guard my, now I have to guard your guy and my guy's open. It's kind of like that, where, you know, it led uh, Harrison Smith to look, uh, to look at uh, one of the young corners in the face and say, cover your effing man. You know, he looked right, you could see it on the camera. He was frustrated. Um, very, very frustrating situation there. Purple Mafia show, check that out. Minnesota Vikings conversation. Sorry for the shameless plugs. It's just might as well. But that's kind of what the situation is defensively with the Wolves right now. Even a good defensive player may look like a dummy. Uh, that might be what's happening with Josh Okogie. I don't know. I, I just not getting a good vibe from him right now at all unfortunately, and that's sad, because I, I kind of like Josh Okogie, and I was excited when, not excited, but I was pleased when the Wolves drafted him, because I saw what a great defender he was for Georgia Tech, coming up behind and blocking people and stuff. He looked like LeBron James on, on, on a couple of those blocks. It was awesome. Um, obviously, he's not LeBron James, but I'm just saying, some of those athletic come-from-behind blocks, you know, blocking someone else's guy when given the opportunity to make a great defensive play. Um, but this week was no good for Josh Okogie. And there's other guys that were bad, too, obviously. Jared Culver was much more solid this week, i got to think. Jordan McLaughlin, can't really complain. Nas Reed was awesome. Um, off the bench, Nas Reed was the best. Uh, no question about it. That's the second unit in 
he's got a long career ahead of him, I think, in the NBA as a second-unit guy with uh, who can get 15 to 25 minutes a game, maybe even 30 sometimes, depending on the situation. And, of course, he can start uh, anytime at center or even power forward if you want to go in some big lineups with Carl Anthony Towns or move Carl to power forward to make things extremely interesting, which I've long been a fan of, to be quite honest. Long been a fan of that. Uh, with that said, that should wrap up this segment, and we'll come back and preview four more games next week, all different teams again, too. Get on him! Get on him! Oh, that's great. Thanks. back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number two, going to preview four games, but first let's mention the Vigit application, the Vigit application highly recommended from myself Timberwolves Explosion host it is a very fun sports betting application, you're not using real money though, just to let you know ahead of time, you can post about your picks and see what others are saying about games, there are Vigit betting leagues month long betting competition to see who is the best sports better over the course of the month, that could be like a group, maybe betting against, uh, you know, basketball games, this and that, hockey, football, anything, really, soccer, too. Right now, I'm sure most of you would like to do NBA as we head into the stretch here, looking for playoff seating. I'm betting the Lakers over the Portland Trailblazers, you know, even without LeBron James or betting the underdog. In this case, the Wolves are going to beat the New York Knicks. The Wolves are going to beat the whoever, you know, coming up here down the stretch. The Wolves beat the Celtics. That'd be a nice win if you're able to win that bet. But yeah, like maybe I'll create a group and I've been wanting to do that just to let you know. Uh, you bet free coins, win real prizes. That could be a national competition. So maybe you have the best score overall. You can actually win real prizes, cash prizes and such. It's pretty damn cool. Uh, betting statistics. There are great, uh, there's great information available on the Vigit uh, like line movement where the public is betting. So highly recommended the Vigit uh, sports betting application. Again, you bet free coins and win real prizes. This is not real money wagering, but you can win real money in those national prizes and, of course, bet against your friends and have some fun there. Like who had the best uh, who had the best month and such. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. For a referral, when you download it and start things up, they'll ask who referred you. Put in Paladino Live, all one word, Paladino Live. I will put this in the show description. The Vigit application. Download and enjoy. It will be very, very cool. So let's get to the four games to preview if humanly possible. Humanly possible. <laughs> okay, Boston Smeltics. The Boston Celtics. Celtics will heading to Boston. Tickets from $120. Yeah, yeah, $120 in Boston. April the 9th. That would be today. Awesome. Friday, April the 9th. We're, we're going green now. Just like the cream de menthe I tasted last night. I had a grasshopper at home. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Jason Tatum is actually scoring a little more than Carlin State Towns. Jalen Brown, what a year he's having. He's emerging in a big way. Kemba Brown, or Kemba Brown, Kemba Walker, also having a good solid year. All-star type of point guard. Boy, he shoots a lot of threes. He makes some, but he shoots a lot of threes. Um, wow. They're really nice at the top, aren't they? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown averaging almost 50 points a game combined. And again, you got Kemba Walker to go with them. That's nice. It's a nice group of players. Marcus Smart, obviously, very solid player as well. Physical, tough, son of a gun. The Boston Celtics are 3-2 and two in their last five. They recently lost to the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas has been playing a lot better, by the way. 113-108. 
beat the Houston Sprockets, big shocker, April the 2nd, 118 to 102, beat the Charlotte Hornets, 116 to 86. What the hell? But I, I guess that's how it goes. Thank God for uh, <clears throat> Devante out there. <laughs> He's a good, good addition. Nice point guard there for the Charlotte Hornets, despite losing uh, Mr. Uh, Devontae Graham, that's who it was, uh, despite losing out on uh, LaMelo Ball. Thankfully, that came back in my head as I was talking. They lose to the Sixers by by 10 points, 106-96. Sixers and other Sixers, it's just drives you crazy. And the Boston Celtics beat their arch-rival New York Knicks. Not really, but kind of a rival from the old days. 101-99, close epic battle in the TD America uh, trade garden. So to speak. <laughs> and then they post the Timberwolves tonight. Well, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Celtics are only 500. They went to the East Final last year and got beat by Miami. That was kind of weird. They went to the East Final last year. But you never really got the feeling, oh, the Celtics, they're an NBA Finals club, you know. Eh, and they're not going to the Finals this year. Barring some kind of crazy miracle. Tristan Thompson, the former hero in the uh, 2016 NBA Finals, because he could actually rebound, and then he just stopped doing it after that. He just, oh, yeah, that, that's okay. Who cares, right? <laughs> Come on, Tristan, you could have been so good. Oh, and the, maybe the Cavs could have squeezed out one more championship. I don't know, maybe not. They're running into a stinking wall that I hated. We, we all know who they are. Malik Beasley out with the hamstring forever. That's the injury thing. And Tristan Thompson, health and safety protocols. So I guess that's COVID-19 as of March 16th. Been a while. Yeah, sometimes it takes longer, I guess. Kind of like the crappy cold I had that's kind of still got a cough lingering a little bit. But, yeah, it was like a cold vid. It was crazy. I didn't lose any taste or, or smell or anything. Even with a cold, sometimes you lose smell at least. But, um, I don't know, it was a long one. And usually they don't take that long for me. The Celtics are 16th in the league in points. Guard Wolves are 21st. The... Celtics are 18th in rebounding, Wolves 22nd. Celtics 12th in field goal percentage, 28th for the Wolves. Free throw percentage, the Celtics are worse. So we're actually getting better a little bit. 19th to 22nd, Wolves are winning that battle. Three throw percentage, Celtics are smoking us. 10th to 26th. Not bad, eh? Uh, we'll play the Celtics again on May the 15th. That must be like the final game of the season or something. May the 15th. Man, that's late. Huh. The Wolves, of course, are 2 and. Two and three in our last five. Celtics three and two in their last five. Celtics aren't that good right now. They, at least their record isn't. But they certainly have some talented guys, like I mentioned earlier. Jeff Teague actually's had some nice games for them. To be kind of you know, to, to be fair, and I'm kind of happy to see him doing well. Good for him. Uh, he's still around, kind of been floating around. He made some money in his career. Now he's kind of like a uh, uh, just a backup spark plug type of player. But I guess that's what he was meant to be. I suppose at the end of the day, the last few years, Evan Fournier has been a nice addition. Generally speaking, he's been hitting his threes, but not a whole lot else. Almost 50% from downtown, which is great, which is awesome. But he's not scoring a whole lot. Kind of still probably getting in the fold there, but could be an awesome addition to the Boston Celtics long term to help out uh, the, the other two stars there to, to keep the defense honest. Or should I say three stars when you had Kemba Walker. Evan Fournier, the former uh, Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic, sorry. Minnesota against Boston, it just never seems to work out. I think I think we can absolutely win this game. Now, don't get me wrong. The Wolves can beat the Boston Celtics. I just don't think we will. We just don't play well against this team historically. Like, when, when's the last time you really felt, oh yeah, Wolves-Celtics, that's usually a Wolves win. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm kind of getting a record in my head. And it's not a pretty thing, but Wolves end up losing to the Boston Celtics. Something along the likes of uh, it's going to, yeah, it's just like 125, 
115. I think we lose by 10 in Boston. Carl Anthony Towns is another epic game. I'm trying to think of who's going to step up. I want it to be uh, Anthony Edwards. I think it should be. I think D'Angelo Russell is just going to keep getting better and better, generally speaking. But then again, he's all over the place, isn't he? He's just all over the place. I don't know what to think about D'Angelo Russell. That's why I'm kind of thinking about, man, I kind of hope we get like a top two pick and you can uh, possibly, hopefully, somehow, some way, make a trade there. And Because, and, yeah. I mean, there's a team out there that probably love to have him, I'm sure. And if we can get one of those two-star point guards in the draft, uh, sorry, man, we, we got to go that direction. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Wolves, uh, D'Angelo, but I, I, I just think Carl continues his, his strong efforts. He's going to get 30 in the game or close to it at the end of the day. Chicago, that's going to be a real fun one on the 11th Sunday. They're saying the tickets are 110 bucks. Well, because people can actually attend now, but you got to be, you got to have some money to be able to go there. Okay, knock on wood, no injuries for the Bulls, and of course Malik Beasley hamstring. So D'Angelo comes back, and then you have Malik Beasley hamstring. Zach Levine staying healthy, and epic battle last time around 133, 126. Levine was spectacular. Edwards was pretty good too. The Bulls have won three in a row, which is nice for them, I guess. Two and. Uh, Three and two in their last five. They lost two in a row before that. The Bulls lost to the Suns and Jazz. Understandable. It played very well against both of them. 121-116 against the Jazz, the Suns. 113-106 to the Jazz. That's not bad. Both on the road. But both losses, unfortunately. They beat the Nets. Man, what a tough schedule. They beat the Brooklyn Nets. 115-107 in Chicago. They beat their cross-state rival, which has been a long-time thing, Indiana Pacers. And, of course, Eastern Conference Finals back in 98. Uh, that was an awesome series. 113-97. And at Toronto, the Bulls beat the Toronto Raptors on April the 8th, 122-113. <clears throat> Zach Levine's an ever-dangerous guy. They're 12th in the league in scoring, 9th in rebounding, 8th in field goal percentage, 6th in free throw percentage, and 12th in three-point percentage. They're better in every category, unfortunately, than the Wolves. But I think the Wolves win this game. I think the Wolves win this game. I have a feeling Anthony Edwards is going to go off. I think it's this is this just Chicago and Anthony Edwards. There's something there. I, I think Anthony Edwards is going to go off and have a big, big night. Uh, I kind of want to analyze the most recent matchup. That was a good game. 133-126. It just sucked that we lost, you know. It was fun to watch. It was entertaining. Anthony Edwards only had 21 in that game. Malik Beasley had a really good game. Carl, 34. And then Levine, 35. I got a feeling. Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt had 16 points in that game. Wow. That seems like a thousand years ago now because Vanderbilt hasn't been playing anymore. Huh. Wolves are 13 and 39. Ouch. I think we'll be in the bottom three for that lottery. Uh, at, at the end of the day, I don't think we have to worry a whole lot about that. Vucevic, what an awesome addition, though. So there's a reason why they're winning some games. Vucevic, obviously, big time addition. Uh, former Orlando Magic player. They got some damn good players from Orlando, didn't they? They got Vucevic and Fournier. Wow. Wow. 22 points in the most recent game. Uh, Fournier is the Celtics. What am I talking about? That's the uh, Orlando traded away a lot of people. <laughs> My mind is is really going crazy here. See, Hockham, what a great game for him. Chris Boucher, 38 for Toronto. Whoa. Whoa, man. <laughs> Kobe White's just coming off the bench. That's weird, but doing well. And Laurie Markkinen's coming off the bench. Okay. But I guess it's a ton of big men in Chicago. Vucevic, though, awesome addition. I do think the Wolves find a way to win this game. Colonel Anthony Jones has had some tough games against Vucevic. He's going to get in the low 20s. I got a feeling Anthony Edwards goes for 35, and the Wolves end up winning the game. Final score, 118, 
to 116. And maybe it goes to OT again, and we have something along the likes of 128, 126, 127, 125. But uh, Anthony Edwards gets 35 points, and the Wolves end up beating the Chicago Bulls. That would be pretty cool. And that's what I'm snapping out in faith. The Wolves got to win one of these four. I don't think we're going to lose them all. Brooklyn Nets, they played very, very well against this club last time around, and I hope we play well against them again. Kevin Durant is back, though. Kevin Durant is back, and Kevin Durant has had some great games against the Wolves. Of course, the Wolves have had some great games against Kevin Durant, especially when he was a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder, some epic battles, but usually KD and the Thunder would come out in those games feeling good. Spencer Dinwiddie, ACL as of December the 28th. Happy New Year, Spencer. That was a bummer, you know. Um, now they're saying Durant is yeah, still has the strain left hamstring, but he's back. They didn't take that out. And oh god, what the? <laughs> uh, I, I think this is funny. Are you ready? You ready for this? So Kevin Durant, strain left hamstring. James Harden, right hamstring. You hear that? Durant, left hamstring. James Harden, right hamstring. I mean, it, it doesn't get better than that. That's. Uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's just, that figures. That figures, man. I mean, oh okay, God. Brooklyn. Okay, Brooklyn. And then um, uh, Kyrie Irving's been committed to a psych ward because he still thinks the earth is flat. I don't care who you are. The earth isn't flat, okay? I don't care. It's not flat. Point score, number one. Number one in the league. Number uno, numero uno. Field goal percentage, numero uno. Free throw percentage, seventh. Total rebounds, 13th. That sucks. No, that's still in the top half. But uh, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, i got to think, they're probably the favorites to win these. They're kind of like uh, old Golden State Warriors, almost. Almost. Minus Steph Curry. But I guess Ky Kyrie Irving can be pretty sharp from downtown as well. Epic battle about two weeks ago. Beautiful game on a Monday night. Awesome. 112-107. Actually, it wasn't beautiful. Brooklyn couldn't shoot, and neither could we. But at least we hung in there. James Harden still went up a 38 because of all of his little tricks and, and uh, you know, his, his cunning play and this and that. Edwards had some moments. Carl was great against his his, uh, his team growing up. The New Jersey Nets is what they were. Um, it was a fun game. Very, very fun game. Unfortunately, the Wolves came up short, just like Minnesota teams always like to tell you. They came up short. They're saying the... Wait a minute. Yeah. This is... Yeah, did I say field... I don't think I got to the three-point percentage. Second. I, I missed that one. Second. They're like number one in almost every offensive category here. Number one, number two. Kevin Durant, when he's healthy, he's almost a 30-point guy. Kyrie Irving's averaging 28. James Harden averaging 25. But a triple-double just about in every game. Almost nine rebounds, 11 assists. Karis LeVert, of course, traded away. Joe Harris is a sharp-shooting three-point guy. LaMarcus Aldrich was a nice addition. Blake Griffin is a role player with a, with a role player with a smirk on his face. That's pretty much what he's become. And that's pretty much, yeah, before he was a more athletic uh, guy with a smirk on his face who got under some people's skin with that smirk on his face. I don't know, I, I never hated him. Maybe it's not a smirk, it's just that, it's that blank stare like, okay. He just always looks like that, okay. <laughs> Entertaining, to say the least. I don't hate him. I don't hate him, I just think he's, I always thought he was a little over, on the overrated side. A little bit. I don't really hate him. No, he he just looks like a blank stare, you know. It's just crazy. I mean, look at all these. 
<laughs> it's just funny. I mean, you got the Thunder. Where's Where's uh, Russell Westbrook? I mean, he's next, right? But no, I, I'd rather have Kyrie Irving than Russell Westbrook, actually. Them, people might be like, what did he just say? Yeah, I think I would. Kyrie Irving, you know, when he's on, I, I think I like it better. Russell Westbrook can shoot you right out of a game, and he did it many times to the Oklahoma City Thunder back in the day. And there's only one basketball. Yes, that's the biggest uh, thing ever, but uh, there is only one basketball. As much as cliche, as much of a cliche as that is, it's true. I mean, you can't argue that. I thought, wait, who am I looking at? Yeah, just, that's right. LaMarcus Aldridge, five rebounds a game. Jared Allen, yeah, that's who I thought was getting the double-double game. I'd rather have Jared Allen than LaMarcus Aldridge, honestly. It looks like he's finally healthy. He was out forever. Lamarcus Aldridge is a nice addition, but I don't know. He's, yeah, okay. At the end of the day, the Brooklyn Nets win the game now that I've babbled forever. Brooklyn Nets just beat the New Orleans Pelicans 139 to 111. Wow. Put the lemon in the tomato juice. Boy, yeah, they sure kicked their butts. They beat the Rockets, did the Nets. Uh, they're 4 and 1 in the last five. They beat the Rockets 108, uh, 120, 108. Beat the Hornets 111-89. Beat the Bulls 115-107. Beat the Knicks 114-112. Jeez. And then hammered, destroyed, and annihilated Nolans. The Brooklyn Nets will beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are 20 games above 500. They are the second best team in the league and the number one team in the East. I think they go to the NBA Finals this year, believe it or not. Uh, it's going to be fun. We'll see what happens in the West. Will the Lakers overcome? Will the Jazz get to the Finals? Will you have a Nets and Jazz Finals? Wow. Two teams that have never won a championship. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, I can't remember the last time we had two teams that had never won before. I think it was <clears throat> the Rockets and Magic. That's the last one I can remember back in 95. No, the Rockets had already won. So, duh. Um, the, the Knicks had won before when the Rockets beat them in 94. I could go on forever. Bulls obviously had won, blah, blah, blah. 99 finals, Knicks. And, yeah, the Knicks had won before. The Spurs got their first. Yeah, we could go on for days. And uh, I can't even remember the last time it was two teams that never won an NBA final. But we'll, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. This and that. The Wolves lose to the Brooklyn Nets. 130. Uh, they're going to give up 130 in the game. They are. Brooklyn Nets are going to go all over the place. As long as they're healthy, no one gets hurt. Knock on wood between now and then. Of course, uh, what's-his-name is a hamstring. Harden, but they still have other stars. So, whatever. Uh they're going to score 130. The Wolves are going to score 115. It's going to be a 15-point victory for the Nets. Let's move on. I've been babbling, so I need to keep moving. Apologize for that. Milwaukee Bucks. The Wolves never beat the Bucks. Now they're saying the Bucks are number one in points scored. So what's the truth here? Oh, they're tied. Okay, they're both averaging 119 a game. Second in rebounding. They're tops in scoring. Second in rebounding. Fourth in field goal percentage. 24th in free throw. Third and uh, three-point percentage. I watched the Bucks blow it against the Golden State Warriors a couple days ago. That was extremely annoying. And they lost to the Dallas Mavericks, too, just recently. What's going on, guys? Come on. They lost to the Mavericks yesterday, too. Maybe they were tired after that epic battle with Golden State. I don't know. They're still first place in the Central, 32-19. and 19. They're still very much in the, in, the, in the mix to win the East, but they probably won't. Budenholzer is a good coach, but he's not good in the postseason for some reason. And you know, every sport has coaches like that. Unfortunately, Bruce Boudreau was that for the Wild, and uh, other clubs just couldn't win in the postseason. It's it's annoying. Wonderful lineup, obviously. Brooke Lopez had a great uh, shot block late in the game. It was almost goaltending, but I think they made the right call. It was right on the border, right on the border though of of, uh, of uh, goaltending. It was just about to come down. That was a really close call. 
<laughs> but it was a beautiful block. So some super athleticism blocking a half a game for the veteran. He still looks really nice out there, doesn't he? Uh, he's, he's played very well for Milwaukee. His stats aren't great, but just watching him, he's pretty good. Uh, Giannis is an MVP candidate every year, averaging 30 points a game, 15 rebounds, 6 assists, just awesome. He's a super Garnett, really, in a lot of ways. Chris, yes, and, I, and yes, I said super Garnett. Chris Middleton's, a, you know, obviously the second guy. He's a good, good number two star. He can really shoot this and that. Um, 20 points a game. Drew Holiday, absolutely love him. He is a gritty, tough, awesome point guard who can get the job done and be clutch, be a dagger, uh, be a dagger pusher at the end of the day. Uh, DiVincenzo has some moments off, off and on. DJ Augustine was on the team before. He's been traded 55 times. So, I don't know. It's a good, solid club. They've lost two in a row for some reason. They beat the Lakers. Obviously, the Lakers missing a lot of players. Uh, 112-97. The Bucks beat the Blazers. 127-109. Impressive on the road. Five-game road trip here. They beat the Kings by only one on the road. On, on uh, They're probably tired after the Portland game because it's a back-to-back. Barely lost to Golden State. They just blew it. I was pissed. And then they lost to Dallas, who's been playing well. 116-101. Did Milwaukee schmucks. I didn't have it uploaded here. This is the 14th of April, of course. That would be Chloe's 40, <laughs> 31st birthday. But Giannis has been out. Okay, yeah, that's a big problem. That's why. That's why we didn't see Giannis against the Warriors. They would have probably beaten him handily. My apologies. That's why I like to have this up first. <laughs> March the 21st, a sprained left knee for Giannis. So that's kind of important. We actually might beat the Bucks. Maybe. I think we might, actually. I'm going to step out in faith and say we actually beat the Bucks Because Giannis is obviously the number one reason why we lose the games. He absolutely dominates the bleep out of the Wolves every time. I think the Wolves beat the Bucks. I think the Wolves have an epic performance. Carl Anthony Towns gets to the 35-ish. And I think Edwards or D'Angelo is going to really go off as well. One of those two. But honestly, I think all three of them get into the 20s at very least. At least a 60-point combo from the three. Bare minimum. But out of the three, you might get up to closer to 80. I, I think I expect a very nice performance with those guys. The reason why we might lose is maybe the lack of rebounding. The Wolves just aren't a good rebounding team. Sometimes we look like we are, but lately we've been awful. I mean, we've been giving up so many second-chance points. Uh, that's the other thing I could have complained about most recently. But I'm going to step out in faith. This is just hoping, and it's, a, and it's in Target Center. That'll help with some fans and all that. Wolves usually play Milwaukee better here, usually. We never win over there. Absolutely never win in Milwaukee. Even when they weren't good. They never, you know, they would always beat the Wolves 20, 30 years ago. It's just the same old thing, one way or another. Uh, it seemed like the only time we beat the Bucks is when they were, like, really good with, like, Ray Allen and stuff. We'd beat them once in a while. It was kind of cool. <laughs> um, but the Timberwolves will win the game somehow, some way. It's going to be a fun, fun game. High scoring, 128 to 124. Wolves win by four. Epic performance, I think. Uh, again, Carl Anthony Towns, 35. And then D'Angelo and Edwards at least get in the 20s. I think it could be much higher, though. It could be a really good game. One of them might get to 30 as well to make it a really entertaining game here. Two guys in the 30s and one in, one in like, at about 20-ish. Could be very entertaining at the end of the day, or mid-20s for the other two. Uh, behind towns, but the Wolves beat the Bucks by four somehow, some way, and we get a 500 week. With that, we'll take a break and get to fan interaction.
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment. We're going to start off with the Twitter account, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX. The Minnesota Timberwolves official Twitter just tweeted out, Happy birthday, Jordan McLaughlin. Happy birthday, Jordan McLaughlin. Number six, backup point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, of course. So, uh, happy for him. Hopefully, uh, he's having a happy birthday and all that. Hopefully, he can celebrate it with a win tonight. Looks like he will be turning, or is turning, 25. 25, April the 9th, 1996, Pasadena, California. Home of the Rose Bowl, huh? Home of the Rose Bowl. Very, very cool. So, I hope you have a very rosy birthday. Of course, his golden birthday was many, many years ago now. My name's Wombat. I'll tweet it out. How did you guys become Timberwolves fans? Uh, he was just kind of tweeting out to everybody. I just responded for the heck of it saying, look, because it's good, too. I think it's nice. I think we follow each other. No, we don't. That's weird. None, neither one of us. I'll follow them and see what happens here. But, yeah, I tweeted out. I pretty much started at the beginning thanks to a guy named Michael Jordan. So I was becoming a Wolves fan right about the same time. Uh, at the end of the day, apparently Prince Philip just died. Interesting. The Soda Pod followed me. That's cool. It's a hockey show. Well, that's very nice. I'll give them a follow back. Cool. <laughs> cool, man. Yep. That's uh. They like uh. They have a basketball network as well, hockey podcasting network and all that. Friends at Brave the Wild. Tanae and Levi retweeted the most recent episode. Tanae and Levi Brown, out of New Zealand. Thank you guys so much. Episode three hundred one. Volatility. Volatility is the name. This and that. I'll come back here. I see if there was. I'll go backwards a little bit. Okay, I guess this is this is leaving off where we were. Marty Grimble says, maybe it was only worth that two way in the end. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Let's see what we were talking about there. Okay, I was saying on another note, McLaughlin just isn't as good this year, and it's plain as day. Yeah, I'm sorry to say that on your birthday, but uh, yeah, it wasn't as he hasn't been as good. No, generally speaking. It looks like there's two comments, and I'm only seeing one. So, what's going on? Okay. Uh, and MN Tweeden says, true. Yeah, he's not as good this year, generally speaking. Though he had a couple of good games, though, right after I tweeted that. So, that's kind of funny. That was, like, right after. Uh, that was that, that uh, Friday night game last week. I don't think there's a whole lot of interaction this week. Here we go. Good. Here we go. Uh, Levi Brown says, a near turnover on the inbound due to bad communication than two blocked shots. No good. That was on April the 6th. Yeah, man. Some frustration. Massive frustration. I want to get the exact game here. Because I have a good idea what he means, but why is this? Okay, yes. I believe that was the Sacramento game, because the game occurred on the on the 5th, but yeah, I must have been re-watching it or something at the time. Yep, uh, that makes a lot. That makes that makes sense. That's probably pretty much what happened. Yeah, we almost blew that game too, but luckily we escaped. A couple of rough, uh, rough stretch there, no question about it. I was saying, what the bleep was that? Come on now, give wrapped a win to the stupid ass Warriors. I was like, what's going on, Milwaukee? Or maybe we were no, we were talking about the we were talking about the Milwaukee game. That's what he was talking about. So my bad there. Make sure. Yep, that's what it was. He was talking about the Bucks, Bucks and uh, Warriors. My my bad. Yeah, so now I remember the play exactly what he meant there. I'm getting mixed up because the Wolves have had so many bad stretches and, and in games like that that it's just like what just happened here. But that was the Warriors game. Okay, yep. I apologize because I didn't see the tweet. I, you know, and it's like late at night, this and that, and I kind of lose it sometimes. I apologize for that. Um, 
So not a whole lot going on on the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. And then I pushed, uh, posted out about the Timberwolves Garden. Malik Beasley sideline four to six weeks because of hamstring injury. Just a couple of sad faces, but no responses, unfortunately. Uh, there, I think that's it. I'm not sure there's any uh, visitor posts on this one. In fact, I'm like 99% sure I would have seen something. Sometimes Wayno posts those out, and God, I love when he does. But uh, Vince, more than welcome to do the same, or anybody else out there, local, Australian, whatever you are, always appreciate it. But yeah, definitely a quiet week, unfortunately. That's just how it goes sometimes. Sometimes people are busy, or there's just not as much to say, this and that. Yeah, that's just kind of reality, unfortunately. So with that, that's a pretty short fan interaction segment, but appreciate uh, 10A for jumping on board there. I really do appreciate that. My frustrations of that Bucks and uh, Warriors game. <laughs> I got it mixed up with the Wolves there for a second. I apologize for that. Otherwise, hopefully the Timberwolves do get uh, 500 a week here. We can beat the Bucks without Giannis. That'd be pretty cool. Get some encouraging uh, moments here. It's just been that kind of year. Two, one step forward, two steps back. Two steps forward, three steps back. Two steps forward, two steps back. It's just like, okay, 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 okay. That's kind of what type of year it's been. Back and forth. Um, very, very interesting indeed. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be, yeah. I mean, it just it's, it's, it's fun to watch some of the players to see how they develop, build some chemistry. Now you got D'Angelo Russell in the mix and see how that all works out. We're just going to have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, a recent tweet from Tanae Brown was, I had forgotten the Cavs were even a team. Wow. Yeah, they have been quite invisible, haven't they? Ever since losing LeBron, uh, that's pretty much it. And luckily they were very much over it uh, the second time around because they got their championship with their guy. They were like, okay, you know, we understand. That's fine. That would be the fans anyway. The team probably wasn't super happy. But that's just how it goes. With that, wishing all of you a good week. You enjoy yourself. And, of course, also please write a positive rating on iTunes, Audible, or Stitcher if you could for Timberwolves Explosion. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, you can get on board also via audio submission. You could have your voice in the fan interaction with mine. Basically, it's like a phone call. It's like a call-in, but we call it audio submission, basically, is what it is at the end of the day. Simply open any free voice recording application on the planet that's on your smart device. They're all free. Basically, just open it up, press record, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, share it, slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Your voice will then be with mine. You'll lead off the fan interaction segment. Uh, if you're not like a... Yeah, and just, just, you know, you can always mention your name, where you're from. Of course... Even if you're a familiar person, it's cool too. You could say Vince from Vince from <laughs> from Melbourne, or I'll just know who you are right away. Usually, if it's like a Vince or a Tanae or even Wayno, guys like that, I'll probably know who you are right away. But if it's a new person, jump on board. Jump on board. Say your name and town if you like. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But it's more fun, I think. You know, we could kind of introduce ourselves a tiny bit. You know, obviously just mentioning what city you're from, nobody's going to stalk you, so don't worry about that. <laughs> I don't know why people are worried about that uh, at the end of the day. So, really, that's pretty much a wrap. Again, have a good week. Hopefully this, the clouds clear up. I'm seeing a little bit of sun poking through. Yes, thank you, Lord. That nice bright disc in the sky is starting to poke through the clouds a little bit. Uh, that's nice. That's a very welcome thing because I'm tired of darkness, man. I'm tired of it. Darkness is for nighttime, not daytime. <laughs> With that said, take care. We'll talk to you next week. Hopefully the wolves can keep it coming. Maybe one final thing I should mention really fast. I apologize. Spring cleanups are kicking in now. That's a little earlier this year because it's been significantly warmer and it's been raining a bit. Uh, significantly warmer this year versus last 
has nothing to do with something else. Uh, and the rain and everything, it's been greening up early. So, I mean, I'm already seeing buds in the trees. Sometimes it's early spring, uh, early May when you see this. So, uh, just the, the release of the show might become sporadic, just letting you know. But I'll try my best to keep up with the wolves, and especially if anything fascinating happens, this and that. So just giving you a fair warning, I might be working next Friday outside. We'll see. We'll see. Might be working in the morning outside. We'll see what happens. So just giving you a fair warning. With that, take care. We'll talk to you soon.